You are listening to music industry marketing, the perfect podcast for learning about the industry, social media advice, and much, much more. My name is Mad Lewan, and I'm an artist manager and journalist. I'm also a fan of chicken nuggets. I sit down with influencers and musicians to talk about their careers and how they achieve success. If you love this episode, share with your friends or leave a review on iTunes. Whether you're in the car, walking the door, or just chilling at home, I hope you enjoy the show. Being able to live full time from my music is an absolute privilege, which I'm truly grateful for. Because of it, I'm constantly asked how I got a job at EDM.com and how I'm able to travel so much. And so this episode aims to answer both of those questions. But in order to get to the root of the question, it's worth going all the way back to my origins. I had quite a normal upbringing, I'd say. We weren't rich, but we weren't poor either. As a family, we were able to get by financially pretty well. I ended up going to a place called Broadstone Middle School. As we lived in the area, it was generally pretty convenient for me to attend there. But around 2008, I think it was, I encountered quite a lot of bullying and stuff like that. Admittedly, I can't remember what it was for, but at times I just felt like an outcast. Sure, I had a few friends that had stuck close by. But there were always going to be days in which I felt lonely and I just had to accept that. When I was 11 or 12 years old, my mum moved us to Highcliffe, as she grew up there as a kid. She wanted to be close to her roots, which was fair enough. I don't blame her for that. For the people unfamiliar with UK geography, Highcliffe is about two hours southwest of London. Anyway, I ended up going to a school which was about 10 minutes up the road. It was cool, but once again, I encountered some brain troubles now and again. I couldn't help it. I couldn't stop it, and so I guess I just kind of accepted it. Because deep down, I knew that although they were making fun of me, I'd be able to stick it to them in a few years' time when they saw my success. I loved a little bit of arrogance inside of me. Many, many people in Highcliffe doubted that I would become successful in the music industry. But I had a passion for it. And so any hate was just simply converted into motivation and I loved it. During October 2016, I made a charity single called Beautiful. It was released in December of that year. I teamed up with some people in the local area and a vocalist from Greece to create the track. In Aid of Cancer Research UK, it actually did pretty well. The song was alright, it was an acoustic track, but I knew there was no mainstream appeal. And so I brainstormed some ideas of how I could make this project into a commercial success. After days of solid thinking, I came up with a solution, EDM. After contacting 20 to 30 producers and getting a lot of messages saying the song sucked shit, I eventually was able to get a remix from my favorite producer at the time, Class. It was a multi-platinum selling producer from Germany that created Infinity 2008 with Guru Josh, which is a dance classic in my opinion. I remember being in the car on the way back from West Quay, a shopping centre in Southampton, 
when Class sent me the final version of his remix. I put my earphones in and listened. A smile went across my face. I was so impressed that I almost cried. It was amazing. I felt a sense of achievement. Holy shit, my favourite producer just remixed my song. It was incredible, I didn't know what to say, but I was so happy. I was happy for days on end. As well as class, I also got a remix EP from producers in multiple genres. My thinking was that by covering different genres of music, I'd be able to get a help by a shit ton of people with different interests. So Marvel's Dan Domino, White Box and several others, just to name a few, they remixed it. The strategy worked. They were supported on tons of YouTube promotion channels. Dimitri Vegas and Like Mike supported the class remix. Uh, the Marvel's remix made into Spotify's fresh electronic playlist. And it was also played at Tomorrowland. Considering it was my first single, that's not bad. And also, the feeling of knowing that my music, my project, was helping out a charity, it was helping change people's lives. That's wonderful. Following on from Beautiful, I ended up getting a writing job at the Wall of Comedy. Although I was working for free most of the time, I was able to generate tons of connections within the music industry and other aspects of entertainment. I got a complimentary press pass to see Stormzy, Giggs, Professor Green and a couple more in Liverpool. As the Wall of Comedy was under the Unilad domain at the time, I was actually able to go into the Unilad office a couple of times and understand social media analytics, how posts go viral, etc. The knowledge which I learned during that period was absolutely incredible and led to me being hired within the music industry to run some extremely successful social media campaigns, PR campaigns and that kind of stuff. If you're willing to work for free, you can accomplish pretty much anything you want within an industry. Like imagine people being able to intern for Richard Branson, Gary Vaynerchuk or Scooter Braun. The amount of knowledge and contacts you would gain would be phenomenal and definitely worth than the 100-200 bucks a week they pay you if you were interning or doing it part-time. I was thinking the exact same principles, and this was when I was only 17. In August of 2017, I moved to Australia. It was quite possibly the most difficult thing that I ever did within my life. Having lived with my mum for almost two decades, I was 18 at the time. It wasn't exactly easy moving to the other side of the world. It wasn't like I was just going to London for university two hours up the road. I was literally thousands of miles away. But the reality shock it gave me was incredible. It forced me to grow up a lot faster and establish a full-time income for my music career. Even to this day, I get messages asking if I've ever worked a proper job in my lifetime. The answer is no. Well, kind of. The truth is that upon landing in Australia, I tried to find a job in Melbourne so that I was able to financially sustain myself. Hey, it wasn't easy being an 18-year-old kid on the other side of the world in a foreign country with no stable income. I ended up getting an interview to potentially work at a grocery store in Southbank called Foodworks. Um, that's a pretty popular area of the city. The interview went alright, considering they offered me a week's trial shift, paid. I turned up and said to myself that I was prepared to work extremely hard in order to stay in Australia. The big problem I faced was my shift time was really awkward. 
it started at 3 p.m. and finished at 8. So I couldn't do anything during the day because I'd have to be at work by 3 p.m. And also the train back to my cousin's house from the city was at 8.10. So every single day which I was working, I would have to literally sprint 10 to 15 minutes non-stop just to catch the train. It was stressful and so after a couple of weeks, I just decided the best thing to do was leave. But within the first three hours of working there, I knew it wasn't for me. I hated working for someone else. I felt suffocated as I wasn't in control of my income, what I did during those hours. I was bound to one location, one job repeatedly, over and over again. It was at this moment I knew that I was destined to be an entrepreneur. A couple of days later, a realisation came over me that I was still a young kid in a foreign country with not much income. I was getting a little bit, but not much. But thanks to a dude called Gary Vaynerchuk, who I've mentioned previously in this podcast several times, I knew exactly what to do. Flipping! The basics of the 2017 Flip Challenge was that you had to make $20,170 in profit during that year from flipping items on eBay, Alibaba, Facebook Marketplace, whatever. It was game on, and this process is what taught me sales. I went to garage sales, thrift stores, and Facebook Marketplace to find some pretty good deals. TV remotes, games, sports merchandise, anything. If it could be flipped for a profit, I was buying it. Dollar by dollar, my bank balance was going up. I was actually making a decent amount of profit and was able to sustain myself financially in Australia. I was happy. Three or four times a week, I went out shopping for things to sell on eBay. Books seemed to be pretty popular if you knew where to look. For example, I found a box set of 50 shades of grey for about $6 and then I went and sold it for 35 on that sale, I would have made roughly $25, $26 profit due to obviously the purchase cost, shipping fees, things like that. Which is not bad. I was just constantly thinking of ways to turn $5 into $50. You get the idea. My best flip was undoubtedly some AFL scarves. It cost me around $1.50 each, and I sold them for $15. So I was making $13.50 profit roughly every time. Considering I purchased at least 50, I think it was actually more like 62. Uh, It doesn't take a genius to figure out that I was using sales skills to flip my inventory pretty quickly and turn a good profit. Whilst in Australia, I actually ended up collaborating with the government on a music project. That was interesting. At the time, I was the A&R for Chill Your Mind, a music channel and record label. During the promotion of a release on the record label, I decided I was going to contact a couple of tourism boards to see if they'd be interested in featuring the song. After speaking with Visit Queensland, the song ended up being featured. Twice. The videos gained over 8 million Facebook views, which was pretty sweet. LTGTR and Gab Midnight Cruise was the name of the song. It's worth checking out, I believe the upload date was the end of December, it's a whale video. To date, it has 4.2 million views. It's also worth mentioning that I got into artist management last year. I had an artist called Axel, who was a producer and vocalist on NCS. But after a few disagreements, we ended up parting ways. 
Now managing an artist called Anita who put in some pretty awesome things. Anita recently did a soundtrack for an Amazon TV show called The Coeds and is about to do a stadium performance in South Korea, which is absolutely awesome. On top of that, we're releasing loads of new music with influencers, rappers, and many, many more types of people within the music industry. Our aim is to release a track once a fortnight, so every two weeks, and I know it's going to be intense, but definitely worth it. I can't wait to see what happens over the coming months regarding his career. So now you have a good idea of how I ended up in the music industry. Let's talk about how I got a job at EDM.com. Having really enjoyed my time at the Wall of Comedy in Uniland, I decided it would be amazing to do something similar within the music industry. Therefore, I did some research into the biggest platforms within the EDM industry. Of course, EDM.com was a top search result. After contacting the company regarding an expression of interest for working there, I ended up speaking to the owner directly about my ambitions and what I planned to do. Due to my previous portfolio of work as a journalist, I was accepted as part of the EDM.com family. To this day, it was one of the best decisions I ever made and I'm grateful I have the opportunity to be here. Now I'm able to travel the world off the back of my music career and it's a truly wonderful experience. I met so many amazing people and have strengthened a lot of connections within the music industry. For example, I've met the Australian ambassador to the USA, Grammy award-winning producers, some great artists, managers, and so many more people. I've traveled to three Canadian provinces and 13 states in the USA. I'm also planning trips to the UAE, Australia, and New Zealand very soon. The entire process of getting into the music industry was not easy. It involved multiple sleepless nights, constant networking and hard work. There were many times at which I almost gave up. As Muhammad Ali said, don't quit, suffer now, and live the rest of your life as a champion. To all the fans of the Music Industry Marketing Podcast, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it so much. Because of you guys, it's been growing more and more every single day. If this episode brought you some value or it helped out your career, pass it on to a friend that could use the knowledge. I've already received tons of messages of how this podcast is helping you guys out within your music career. Even if you just share it with one person, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Leave an honest review of the podcast on iTunes or message me on Facebook with your thoughts. Or if you want to go old school, email is totally fine. All my contact info is in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for listening and have an awesome day.